0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Ian Harditz, and today we continue our fantasy final series with a look at the Los Angeles Rams' new franchise quarterback Matthew Stafford. I mean, it seems like ages ago that the you know Lions and the Rams pulled this trade off to begin with, and it did, really did kickstart what's been a hectic offseason in my mind. I mean, maybe it was the pandemic, or maybe there's no XFL or AAF to sink our collective teeth into. But whatever it was, I feel like this offseason has really grinded by and Stafford getting traded to the Rams for Jared Goff, along with the 2021 third, 2022 first and 2023, uh, 2023 first round picks. And that was a blockbuster deal. And, and most other off-seasons, I think, able to dominate a conversation. But, you know, it's freaking 2021. We can't have our attention span more than a couple of days before some other random NFL news is dropping, you know, these days the coach speak, running more rampant than never. But anyway, Matthew Stafford with the Rams. I want to go through exactly what he's been doing in his career and what we're looking ahead to in 2021 in land. So first thing, I understand people haven't exactly been grinding every single Detroit Lions game over the years. Not great, not entertaining. They haven't been good. From a win-loss standpoint, Stafford has been nothing but a disappointment for the Lions. I mean, number one overall pick in 2009. Remember, people, quarterback wins are not a good stat. Just looking at top 10 scoring defenses during that time, Stafford has only had two. Tom Brady has had 11. Ben Rosberger has had eight. Russell Wilson, five. Drew Brees, four. Hell, even Matt Ryan the Falcons had three top 10 scoring defenses during that stretch. So, hey, Stafford, you know, even when the moments were big, he hasn't always come through. I get it. This was not always his fault, though, people. I mean, he was pretty good in Detroit for for it all. And, you know, don't even take my word for it. Go talk to Aaron Rodgers about it. When he was on Pat McAfee's show this offseason, it was funny. McAfee was kind of ribbing him. Like, you know, good to see Mahomes bringing in the, you know, no look pass in the NFL because Rodgers famously was doing that so much during his uh, as a kind of scout team QB with the Packers that the defensive coordinator was getting pissed off at him during his early years in the NFL. Obviously Rogers does plenty of that on a week to week basis nowadays too. But anyway, he took the moment to just kind of give Matthew Stafford a big shout out. He's like the guy in Detroit's been doing a lot of things like that over the years and doesn't really get the same credit for it. So again, if you don't want to take my word for it, take Aaron Rodgers for it. Matthew Stafford has been nothing but a, you know, pretty damn good quarterback ever since coming to the league. And that really has carried over into fantasy More years than not. So, first year, crappy rookie. Second year, you only played three games. Since 2011, though, Stafford has been fantasy's QB5, QB10, QB6, QB17, QB9, QB7, QB6, QB20, QB29, most recently, QB15. So, I mean, for let's see, there are eight years, seven years. He was a QB 10 or higher in six times recent years. We haven't seen the same sort of, you know, success, but we really got to examine them a little bit more because 2019, man, they got Daryl Bavel in the house and this, Shit was amazing excuse me for about eight games until unfortunately the back injury forced him out of the picture but in 2019 the only quarterbacks to average more fantasy points per game than stafford lamar jackson deshaun watson and dak prescott I mean, he set all sorts of career high marks in that year because he was finally throwing the ball down the field had a league high average target death and yeah it turns out that you know letting Stafford, who's always had a bazooka for a right arm Throw downfield instead of checking it down to, you know, Golden Tate and Theo Riddick 200 times a season. Turns out it's a pretty good idea. So, credit to staffer for making that happen in 2019. And last year, you know, he played 16 games. It didn't go all that great, obviously, but, you know, playing with the 32nd ranked defense and only getting four and a half games from Kenny Galladay. I mean, you know, we give. lot of quarterbacks you know Dak Prescott before he got Amari Cooper was playing like crap we talked about Matt Ryan splits without Julio Jones I mean most quarterbacks play worse without their number one wide receiver you know people seem to not get that point when it goes to OBJ and Baker but I won't get into that rant again but I understand that you know Stafford wasn't as good without Kenny Galladay even with that said he still had 26 touchdowns just 10 picks uh last year even with Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola being his clear-cut top two guys so Using that 2019 kind of split, again, when Bavel joined the picture, he's been a great real life quarterback, everybody. PFF passing grade over the past two years, number nine among 59 qualified QBs, big time throw rate tied for third, uh, turnover worthy play rate number five. I mean, he's been making big time throws and not turning it over, at least more in recent years. Yards per attempt number eight, adjusted completion rate 43rd, and QB rating 13. So the one big issue has been that completion rate, but I will say, when he's been targeting wide, open, or just open receivers, he improves it to 89.5% from 72.3%. So I love Kenny Galladay. Even though Marvin Jones is on my age's list, he's been a lot of fun to watch over the years with these insane contested catches he seems to make all the time. But that's the issue. Both these guys have you know, not really been separation machines. They pin guys that you toss it up to in 50-50 situations. And credit to them for coming down with a lot of them. It just hasn't been the most QB-friendly system. And that's when we get to the Rams. I mean, Sean McVay, I understand 2020 didn't produce the given results they wanted. They were a 22nd ranked scoring offense. Before that, number one, number two, number 11. They have been just the top eight offense overall in EPA per play ever since McVay got there. And when you just go behind the scenes even more to look at, you know, some just the smarter metrics, the stuff that we see some of the better offenses do, you just can't say anything other than Stafford is entering the best situation of his career. Play action rate, the Rams have been number one since 2017 the lions 27th pressure rate rams number 12 lines 15th screen rate rams number seven lines 14th drop rate rams number two lines 13th shift motion rate rams number seven lines number 27 targets to an open or wide open receiver rams fourth lines 21st like whatever metric you want to look at it's just been a better offense to be in in la than uh detroit over the past four years and it, it really comes down to pressure as well last year stafford pressure in under two and a half seconds on 20% of his dropbacks. Just 17% for golf, but I want to focus on this pressure because that could be the issue with the Rams. I mean, credit to them for really improving their offensive line in 2020 despite not adding, like, any real resources to it. You know, CC 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers kind of looking to do the same thing. And they were good. I mean, at least in pass blocking, 10th best pass blocking unit, it was more on golf than the offensive line in terms of what he just couldn't do whenever anybody just even remotely okay at rushing the pass or kind of got involved. The issue is I can see this, you know, declining. They have never had, you know, they they keep trading all their first round picks and they're not having all these opportunities to add high-end resources to the offensive line. Andrew Whitworth, you know, amazing career. He's 39 years old. How much longer can we depend on this guy to really take away a team's best pass rusher? It could be an issue. Like, this is how this offense could be bad this year. If the offensive line falls apart, the good news is we saw the offensive line again, not protect, maybe not protect golf as much as he needed to be protected last year. But the reason for that is because golf is like the most or second most pressure dependent quarterback in the league. Only my guy, Drew Locke, had a worse difference in yards per attempt when kept clean versus when under pressure last year. I mean, Jared Goff, the second he got any sort of pressure, the play was just over. And that wasn't the case with Matthew Stafford. Like, look, he's not Kyler. But Lamar Jackson, I understand he's not you know, going to make big plays scrambling when he's under pressure, but whether it's his pocket awareness, just having that, again, uh, just Howitzer, however you say that. I love that expression, Howitzer for a right arm. Whatever you want to say about Stafford, the only guys that averaged more yards per attempt when under pressure last year were Deshaun Watson and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So he's going to a better overall offense schematically where the one issue, which is offensive line play that could lead to more pressure. Just it hasn't been as big of a problem with Stafford as it was with golf. And it was truly Golf's kind of biggest crypt tonight. And then the third thing we can really look forward to in this offense is more field stretchers. I mean, Deshaun Jackson. Okay. Even if it's only going to be a week or two, it might as well be a fun week or two Van Jefferson. I mean, he did come in as the fastest player at the 2020 senior bowl. I was impressed with what he did as a rookie. You know, Josh Reynolds did play over him for most of the time, but if he's your number three or number four receiver, I think you're okay. And then Tutu Atwell ran the 40 in 4.32 seconds. Hey, you know, depends on the day he only weighs like 150 160 pounds whatever it is but either way the guy can fly can't deny that and people i mean golf like he wouldn't throw down field last year only alex smith jimmy garoppolo and drew Brees posted a lower average target depth in golf i mean it's embarrassingly low to his credit he didn't again reynolds van jefferson these guys weren't just top field stretching options i'm not sure how long djx is going to be out there 2-2 carries some sort of injury concerns. The guy's nickname is literally Tutu. Like that seems like kind of a red flag. I don't know. Either way though, clearly McVeigh wants to throw the ball some more and he's got a guy that can do it. And this takes us right into our PFF Lily Stat. Matthew Stafford, since entering the league in 2009, has completed a league high 11 passes throwing at least 50 yards in the air. Like, you know, we talk about arm talent sometimes, you know, almost every quarterback in the NFL has high-end arm talent. I get that. But I don't think I don't think you need more than two hands to name the amount of quarterbacks uh, with better just, again, overall arm talent than Matthew Stafford. So, for me, in fantasy land, he's my QB 12. I would take him ahead of Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield. He's in the same tier, mix of upside with the demonstrated floor. I have Joe Burrow, Tom Brady just ahead of him. I'm considering jumping a man. I guess my one issues with my not more than one issue, but my issues with Stafford doesn't have the same rushing upside as many of the guys ahead of them And this defense, like reigning number one scoring defense, even if they're not coached quite as well, still got Ramsey, still got Donald. You would assume that even though Staley's gone, they're going to kind of keep with the same scheme that got them so much success last year. they're going to have that. It could be more of a game manager situation for Stafford. He might not need to put his foot on the gas as much as we would want to do in Fantasyland. I mean, if he just kind of does what he did last year, like statistically, even maybe a little bit better and, you know, 4,000, 4,500 yards, you know, maybe flirts with the 30 touchdown mark, doesn't turn the ball over. That's just not going to be much more than a borderline QB1, uh, you know, performance. So that's where he's being priced everywhere. You know, QB12 on underdog. So I'm right in line with the public QB13 over at Sleeper, Fantasy Football, Kyle I do think on underdog, you know, it makes a lot of sense to kind of attack them at this price range because Robert Woods, wide receiver 19, Cooper Cup, wide receiver 20, Higby, tight end eight, and you can really make the Rams stack in the middle rounds without having to worry too much about it. So, hey, people want to get some more information about the upcoming season, including Stafford, check out PFS podcast network, which covers everything NFL college and fantasy football. You can recap the NFL draft from Mike Renner and Austin Gale's two-for-one drafts podcast, or get all the 2021 betting content you need with the PFF forecast. And also, if you like fantasy football and if you like playing fantasy for money, you need to check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog's got everything, including the season-long and playoff best ball. Best ball is a season-long game where you draft a team like you normally do, but that's it. There's no one-season roster management. Underdog automatically selects your best performers each week, saving you loads of time. So go to Underdog Fantasy and deposit $10 using promo code PFF and get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's promo code PFF. Draft now underdog fantasy thank you as always for tuning in everybody fantasy files out every single day over at the pff fantasy football podcast and people you know i really do um, appreciate the comments and the uh, just you know twitter mentions uh, talking about the podcast, I fully realize I need to work on slowing it down. I know it's not the most comfortable thing for you, uh, listeners out there. Only been hosting podcasts for a year now. I hit my one year anniversary at PFF, so really need to work on that in year two. I am trying to something that I've always kind of battled my whole life. Got a lot to say, and you know, when I do do these solo podcasts, uh, you know, it's something I gotta pay, be particularly mindful of because it's tough not having someone to bounce stuff off. So I'm working on that. Appreciate you all holding me accountable, and you know. At the end of the day, I just want everyone here to win their fantasy football leagues and have a fun time doing it. So I work on that. You all work on, again, just getting to the bottom of winning those fantasy leagues, and we'll all be happy. So I'm Ian Harditz, and until next time, take care, everybody.